Serbian Corner in an episode uh, show where a couple of Serbians uh, talk about the Nuggets. And here we are on camera now uh, on DNVR YouTube channel, uh, DNVR Nuggets podcast feed. Uh, my name is Voya, hailing to you from Lincoln, Nebraska. With me today is Miroslav, as always. What's up, man? How's it going? It's it's a wonderful day in Panchevo, Serbia. I've just returned from my pickup basketball game. I'm so happy after two weeks' absence. I'm I'm feeling <laughs> pumped, even though the Nuggets are on a down downward spiral right now. Hopefully, we will lift the spirits now and and go to the next game tomorrow on a high high note. Yeah, as as both of us are engineers uh, and like math people, I would say we're on a sinusoidal path to see it. We just have yep. to see where the peak where the peak gets. Yeah. <laughs> last peak and last. Peak. Yeah, let's hope for the sinusoidal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going up again. <laughs> we just got to we just got to time it so the the playoffs are are on the upwards trajectory and not That's on the right. downwards. Uh, so what we do on the show is is a weekly recap of Nuggets basketball, some quick takeaways, main themes. Uh, disagreements, anything else we have. So, uh, first off, we're gonna we're just gonna talk about uh, that Jokic was the player of the month for January. He tied Alex English and Carmelo Anthony, which is pretty cool to to see. And like, you know, some something that you know coming from Serbia, like you never think you're gonna get a player that gets to that level in in the NBA. You know, we know a lot of players are good to be in the NBA, but we don't expect like NBA to know that they're that good. So. This this is fun with Jokic being a uh, top dog right now. So, what any thoughts on on that player of the month? I mean, the stats are just staggering. Like, uh, honestly, I was a bit surprised because Devin Booker had a great month. He had really good numbers and a better record than Nikola. But I guess they because at the moment they've they've. Uh, announced that Jokic is the player of the month. He was still the Kia MVP ladder re- leader on the NBA.com. So I, I think they figured we need to give this guy at least one month. <laughs> it, it doesn't make yeah. any sense to have zero months and then we give him MVP at the end of the season. So I guess yeah, that was, was the weird, reason like, about it. That month, the, that, those stats, the, you know, the, the, the week they put him over that was the week that he didn't even win the player of the, the week. It was That's that right. last week that that was the you know, five in a row and all that. So that was pretty funny. Just in general, like that, yeah. You know, but it, you know, it is it is cool. I mean, to see just honestly uh, being up there. So, uh, what we'll do now is uh, we'll go into our uh, first first segment is the rakia shots. So, a Serbian national drink, alcoholic, uh, usually taken before dinner, so to make a toast. So, usually the segment is what is like a quick headline, something that really like made an impression, um, draw our attention this week, like that we can kind of put in a small small glass and. And drink quickly. So, uh, do you want to start, or should I with the, with my shots? Yeah, well, yeah. Let's start with yours. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I do the. So my mine is the Serbian Heritage uh, uh, Heritage Night against the Bucks. So it was on Milwaukee. Uh, quickly, just I mean, Nuggets have to do that. Like I, I, you know, it don't no being you know no being around the bush or, around that topic. Like Harrison Wynn said it that in seven years, it's embarrassing that it hasn't been done yet. And I agree, honestly. Like um, Milwaukee did a really nice. I mean, they did a really nice job. They have a big community of Serbians over there. I have a friend that uh, she also uh, lived there for masters, and there was a lot of uh, our people there. And and every time Nuggets play there, it's a lot of fans in the stands with the flags and stuff. But but again, I think even doesn't matter to me like that. You know that maybe there's less Serbians in Denver. Uh, I think the 
we also the fans are getting to know our culture and i think they would appreciate it knowing even more because they're always hungry i mean this is the reason why we one of the reasons why we have the show because fans always want to hear about the about serbia and because how Jokic represents himself and how he talks about it and always goes there in his off season so that'd be kind of cool and uh, the, the thing i don't agree with so adam had a I think he was on Locked to Nuggets and he talked to Matt and he said basically like, oh, I don't know if Jokic cares. I, I, I was being someone that they'll like left this country and like pursuit of something that I couldn't get there. Uh, it's very nice always to see people from from there and to see like someone appreciate the, the culture. And then knowing from, I mean, I'm from Midwest, like Colorado is really close, kind of similar people in that way, uh, even though they have a rivalry with Nebraska. Uh, people are very curious, like they're not, condescendingly curious they're just they don't dismiss it as like offhand like oh who cares it's a small country they actually are curious to find out because the fact is they don't know they don't you know they don't get taught same way uh in in school about geography in in you know world history and like world culture as because it's such a, lo- a large country of their own that they can study enough of of their own uh time to devote to their own country so serbia obviously gets like left behind in that case but they're actually curious. So I think like they really have to do this. Like it would be such a cool night, especially, you know, you start off with something that even introductions are done. You know, you can put like Cyrillic letters under, under like guys' names at the, at, you don't have to do it on a Jersey, but like on the big, on the big screens with their original names, you know, do the colors uh, for that game. Like that are in Serbian flag, like maybe even get like little flags dis- distributed toward with two fans in the stands. So like something like that would be really interesting because in Chicago and Milwaukee you're doing both um, both of that and it looks always cool. So you know at least one night and one night a year like they can be like the December fifteenth or the you know Serbia or like Orthodox Christmas like one of those days that are interesting uh, to to do like a show. Yeah, what do you think about that? I agree. I think they're a bit afraid that people would get bored with it, but they could try ramping it ramping ramping it up a bit, you know, just start with some little things daily just just do some little uh, memorabilia uh, rega- uh, connected to Serbia and then then at one point when people are already, you know, like like a uh, cooked frog, you know, uh, <laughs> in, in the in the nice temperature. At one point, they will just not not care, and they will they will enjoy the show because it's a really nice. If you if you do the folklore thing, the folklore dancing from Serbia, you ha- you can have some really attractive dances there, and uh, I think it's it's really worthwhile doing it. And and to show the appreciation for the MVP of the league, because I I don't think he he doesn't care. Every time I hear him answering the the, the, the questions in Serbian on the uh, post-game uh, media availabilities, he is he is really uh, very uh, uh, incisive there because he feels yeah. comfortable speaking. And we'll talk about that a bit later. So I think it would be a good idea, and there is no real excuses for not doing it in the future. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, we we'll go. This is this was just you know basically it was. Uh, half of our Serbian fun fact segments that we usually do. So now we can actually go to the some of the game stuff. Um, you know, it's your your shots now, so you have an interesting one too. What's yes, <laughs> we we think we know for most of guys on our roster what they are, and I still don't think I know a lot about about two guys that are 
more or less fighting for the same minutes on the rotation, and those are Bryn Forbes and Davon Reed. And I know it looks like it's 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 like a, uh, like a bit from me to talk about Bryn Forbes for third week in a row, but there are some things I've noticed, and I I, I like to share with you. I, I really enjoy the visual part of Bryn Forbes' experience because he looks like he is on his maximum effort at all times on both sides of the court. His head is always kind of shaking, like he's patrolling the court at all times. He's always yeah. in a low stance, and that really bears fruits for him on offense, of course, when he hits his shots. And he's always ready to, to shoot and make those one or two dribbles toward the basket before making a two-point jumper or a floater. He rarely really goes all the way to the cup. His passing still looks solid, nothing spectacular, but he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And uh, we've seen a lot of good offense really this week, especially against Utah when he scored 26 points on 13 shots from the field which is pretty express uh, uh, pretty impressive from from the bench. Yeah, from bench but on defense that focused approach has zero impact and of <laughs> course everybody talked about it this is not not something new i don't think he's faking the effort and of and focus it's just that he looks like he weights 90 pounds yeah. So you can just go through him whenever you want. He's always late on closeouts. And you can literally take the rebound from him even when it looks like there is no way he's not catching it. I've seen it a couple of times this, this week. And as Adam often says, uh, there are guys that look to be laid back like ball ball, so you think they don't give effort. And there are some guys that can fake it by looking fierce all the time like Pat Beverly. <laughs> and Forbes is neither. He gives it all, and it doesn't make any difference in defense. <laughs> what do you? What do you? How do you feel about him? Yeah, but it does. It does. When you, when you pointed out, we talked. We like texted us a couple of days ago, and you pointed that out. And I, like, it's so funny that it actually is true because that you, you're right. Like when you look at it, and if you don't really pay attention to what the play development is, you be like, oh wow, like he's really like <laughs> look a good defender. He's like going at it. You're like, oh wow, like he actually just blew by him, or just. <laughs> I mean, walked him to the hoop, not even like blue by, like blue by you would notice, but he was there and he played like good defense, but then just like people just score. I think it just, I mean, I also think it depends on like who he's guarding and who he's playing against. Obviously the offensive part, I really liked the Utah game. And I just, in general, I like, I don't care that, I mean, obviously I care that we lost the game. He was 211 yesterday. If he, if he makes a few more, it's a different, you know, different type of game, but did the fact he's like that's his job like i'm glad that they they're not stifling him as in you go out there you do what you're supposed to do like when you get out of a screen and you you see an opening just shoot it like pump fake shoot it that kind of stuff i like i was i mean that was my thing with darren reed like decisiveness like it's always because there's nothing especially for that high caliber of, of basketball that's going on you can't have a moment of self-doubt or like hesitation in like not in like a hezzy, but like a hesitation of like what am I what what should I do? The the you know Forbes is like okay I'm here to shoot I'm I'm shooting so uh, that's that's what I like and the, the defense is funny but like I know I I told you I told everyone here and I you know in the Nugget Serbia podcast they're like don't expect Forbes to be the savior like he was brought in for shooting and and only shooting basically like no one was expecting him to be. I don't know, like Avery Bradley from like the go, you know, the the good years in the Celtics, like. So that's that's basically my take. Like, do you wanna you wanna talk about a little more about rotation and what they wanna? 
what yeah, you think. Yeah, I wanted to uh, to touch a, a bit on Davon Reed, and then we can we can move to that. And I'm I'm sorry to everybody because these comments are a bit late. I am the the one making uh, doing the production today, so I'm an old head. So sorry about that. <laughs> I hope to be to get better during. Yeah, don't the show. worry about it. Like we always <laughs> like we, yeah. Yeah. So uh, about Davon Reed, he had a couple of DMP CDs two weeks ago, and now he's back and playing well. He had that post-game media appearance when he said his place is in the, in the NBA, not on margin, but in a real role. He believes in his shot. He, he knows he's a defensive pre- presence. He is very savvy with the ball, very rarely makes mistakes, though. He made a bad mistake late in the game last night that probably put the nail in the coffin of that loss against uh, the, the do, Pels. Do you think about the, the, the pass? Yeah, the pass. Yeah. So okay, I've 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 I talked literally I talked about a few minutes ago over there in Serbian. I, I still it, half of the blame goes to Barden to me on that one. You you can like so he he notices you know uh, Devon Reed notices Herb Jones trying to jump the pass. He does jump the pass. He doesn't pass it. He, his mistake was even trying to like force it when Barton didn't even like try to get a better position. He just took a step around. Like in those cases, when you see an aggressive defender, you go in his body and and separate because the point of, point of that motion even was Jokic gets the ball to Reed and Reed gets it to Barton and then they go into the actual set where Jokic will go and pick and roll or like some other, you know some other movements that Barton will be the main ball handler. So if you they know that I mean like you know Herb Jones is smart like he knows that's the play and. As a, as I'm saying, like it's not only Reed. Obviously, he shouldn't have passed it. But again, he's a role player on a two way that he knows that's the set that they were supposed to run. And Barden's calling for the ball, but not giving getting into position to call it. So as a veteran, I would even pla- you know it's fifty fifty, but maybe even like fifty one forty nine on Barden's culpability just because of the that fact. Because it's easy to be like, oh, what is he doing? Like, he shouldn't have passed it. But it's not Jamal Murray, like in or Monte. Like in that case, Monte just turns around. Because basically, then Herb Jones is out of the picture because he's that aggressive, and then just attacks the pick and roll with Jokic. In this case, he's he's like doing what he's supposed to do, and Barton's not helping him in that way. So I, I, that's what that's my only like umbrage with that with that pass because we would only blaming Devon Reed there because I think that yeah. shows that he actually knows the place, like he knows yeah. the playbook, he knows what's to do. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, about the other guys, you know. Uh, Contesting for the, that, uh, let's say, uh, backup shooting guard role. How do you feel about those two guys compared to Austin Rivers? Who who has the the most, um, um, how to say, trust from track. alone? Yeah, I, I mean, I still think like the, the unfortunate thing is I think still like Austin Rivers. Well, no, maybe not unfortunate. Like, there's everyone has their has the stuff that they know how to do like decently. And, and they have, like, kind of specialties. I just think, like, we talked about Austin Rivers as a Jokic player last week and Reed, and Reed obviously fits more. Like, Austin Rivers is not an un, you know, anti-Jokic player, but Reed, is, Reed, I think, is a better type of Jokic player. Like, I talked about his decisiveness, like, quick decision-making, like, knowing the playbooks, like, everything. And then just, like, even, even the quality of shots, like, his jump shot looks good. Like, he makes it. So... Uh, and I mean, we made him. He made a really good one in the corner in the second half. Like he had a pump, you know, like a basically he did at Austin Rivers, like a jab step, and then ro- rose up and and you know nailed that. It was a big shot at that point. 
for him too. And and so I think like it's going to be hard for him to do, especially when Jamal gets back. Then you have to reconfigure maybe some stuff. But I really, I mean, I, I, like Harrison, it was kind of goes with the theme of the week with DMVR too. Is like Harrison wrote about Devon Reed and the guys talked about should he get more minutes. And I, th- I mean, I think he should. Like at least in this, era, you know, before the All Star break, like you have maybe some guys to play the whole season, kind of going like, oh. I just want a little break, and and you have this guy on a two way that wants to prove himself. Just use him, like use that energy, like make him get in there, and you know he might, you know he he did a good job like the last last week, so he's one of the bright spots, like him and Zeke, basically in the from the from the whole week, like so. Yeah, yeah. it's what do you, I mean? What what's your guard break? You know, breakdown. What do you think for? Yeah, I, I'm not trying to put my own opinions here because it doesn't matter it it only matters what what uh, Mike Malone, Michael Malone thinks and I think he has the most trust in uh, Austin Rivers although having Austin, uh, having Damon Reed starting last game is a is a big leap of faith yeah, that was him. interesting yeah so yeah I didn't expect that and and I really like to see that so who knows he he showed that he is willing to experiment a bit I mean he, we already had like games with zero Faku minutes or was yeah, it two even games? even with Utah with so many people missing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of uh, uh, went the other way. It doesn't mean it's it's permanent. It could be it could be that it's related to some kind of trade talk. I have no idea. I have no insight on that. But uh, uh, I don't think Faku is out of rotation permanently, but it is kind of, it, it kind of looks like He's trying to to go the other way and see uh, if it brings better results. Sure, I mean, and that's that's what we were like. That's we what we, what we can ask from Malone at this point with this many like on you know variables inside the roster. You got to experiment. Like that's that was my like that's why I'm not upset about this week at all. Just because of like he you know first one you know you had back to back six games nine nine nights all that stuff, and then just try different things. Like if Gordon's not there, then then try like Reed, see what happens. And he did a good job on Ingram. And then uh, you said with Faku, like, okay, you know, he can rest, rest up a bit now. Maybe he comes back after the All-Star break at some points. But that's what we, you know, we were, everyone's complaining, including me, was complaining that Malone's inflexible. Well, he's showing that he's, he's really not. It's just like, he's doing it in like increments. He's not doing like major shifts. Like he's not doing Steve Nash from last year in Brooklyn when he just reshuffles the starting lineup, like, by you know sixty percent, in in like from game to game or like you know f- for a couple of games, so I, I think we're it's good. Like I mean I like it. Just I want to see everyone in in different positions. And then again, what Adam said in the comments, you can expect some of these uh, lineups to have low mistakes, like with uh, with how many different like Zeke and Reed are closing, and there's going to be mistakes. And so which kind of brings me like let's let's move on to our Euro take foul. Uh, because that kind of fits like what I was going to go with, like with Zeke and Gordon uh, differences. Uh, so this is one of the, you know, it's worst things in basketball. And so uh, we, this is something we want to highlight, like the, maybe it was the worst of the week, something we really didn't like. Uh, so you had you had this like, theme, you know, topic for us for the worst thing, like paid defense without Gordon, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it looked really bad last night. Yeah. yeah. Paying defense was awful. For years, I kept saying that the biggest issue on Nuggets defense is frontline defense and dribble penetration. But man, last night, 
it was Big Val, Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes doing whatever they wanted in the paint. Almost 60 paint points completely cancelled a pretty hot shooting night from the Nuggets who made 11 more threes than the Pels. In today's NBA, yeah, if you strange. score 11 more threes and still lose, that's a really bad game from you. Yeah. Last yeah. week, I said I like, like Nicolas' in-game pacing where he picks his spots on both <laughs> sides of the court. But this time, he took it too far on defense, I think. Yeah, there are some issues on offense. He, he didn't handle some hard doubles as well as he usually does. But his defensive effort was really bad. The absence of Aaron Gordon was really, really obvious. And since, since Jeff Green had a pretty pedestrian game as well, Zeke Nagy wasn't going to to save you because he is only one guy and he's in his second year and he doesn't have the authority with the refs to be allowed to guard somebody without fouling. We had that foul on him at, at the really uh, one of the last possessions of this game that, that could have turned the, to the game over. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, we, there was we, one. We, we can now see how how bad it is without Gordon, and it's, yeah, it's really and, it really shows why he is the second most important player on the Nuggets right now. Yeah, that that's right. I mean, and you know, Patrick says in the comments, Jeff Green is a no show for too often. I mean, it's again we talked about playing outside your roles and stuff. He wasn't. I don't think he was brought here to do Gordon's job. Uh, and and as you said you said it with like Zeke, um, and it's not only. Just not only like the ref, you know, the experience with refing and and not getting called fouls. Like it's just experience with Jokic, just knowing the, what other guy thinks. Like that chemistry of not only an offense but defense. Like knowing where the guy's gonna go. Like what step he's gonna take in the middle of the paint when he needs to recover and um, and get you know get on help. Like there was a possession at like it was one hundred three one hundred, and it was that after that Monte big three. Um, is that before that it was the 103-97 was the Herb Jones interception. Yeah, that's right. And that's it was basically right. in the game, but then Monte had that big shot that was kind of out of nowhere, and, and that could have kind of brought it, uh, you know, from the dead. And so that the possession after that, um, there was uh, Jokic and Zeke collided in the paint when they were supposed to cover. So they, they had the, like, Val, you know, Ventunas was, like, going around from the other side of the – Paint, he was cutting in the middle and had the hook shot for 105 100 and in that case like they because they were doing screens they collided so basically they just hindered you know they, they got in each other's way and if gordon was there i think they would have known how to like get next to each other past each other and gordon probably would have recovered that and came out on that hook shot or they would have collided and Jokic would have been the one that covers like you see Jokic knows right. seems what's happening but then zeke's in his way because of just the positioning and that's that experience. Like he knows and Zeke knows defense is just individual defense is I for me at least is like much easier to master you know first because you go one you know it's one on one you're you're seeing the defender in front of you. But then that team defense is is much harder and it just takes you know experience. You can't just watch a film uh and learn exactly from it or just play one on one. It has to be that five on five and then in game situations. So that that's also that's another reason why we are missing Gordon. And that was one of the reasons that Millsap had a lot of starts in Denver because he knew also that that role how to do it differently than Gordon, not athletically, uh, you know, vertically, but also kind of like Jokic, just he was covering space and, right. and being you know good good at it. So it covers up a lot of point of attack issues that Nuggets had. And this was 
there's both now it was both backline and point of attack so that was yeah. that was definitely the worst thing yeah i agree really Cause really because there's also bad. vando from you know in minnesota doing like similar things that herb jones was doing and you know like you kind of threw your hands up in the air like whatever yeah so are we gonna move to the burek of the week yeah, now? Yeah, let's go. Let's go to our, our best thing. Um, so burek is that is that burek is that nice juicy pastry dish. Uh, either comes with cheese, and spinach, meat, something like very you know it's very fatty and, and and you know rich. And I'm hungry now, so I'm gonna describe it a little detailed. Uh, and it was you know Jokic used to eat it a lot when he was younger. He used to drink that with eat that with Coke um coca-cola <laughs> and so that that's you know that's why we picked it as our segment so for people d- that don't know um where so this is the big one and it might be a little you know longer talk like we're going to talk about the fun stress ratio of playing with Jokic, and then we're gonna get some some uh fun stress ratios of uh other superstars maybe in the league so you yeah, let's, came up with this idea. Let's you know start it off. Yeah, let's off. let's let's engineer the shit out of this this topic. <laughs> so let's let's, let's make the ranking for different superstars as well. But first question bears is: Is it easy to play next to a superstar? Not really. If you have a superstar next to you, that probably means you're a role player and that you always have to be on the tip of your toes. Let's start with the stress part. The biggest stress Nicola's teammate probably feels when sharing the court with him is him raising the hands in disgust after a bad read. When Nicola is surrounded by too many guys that do not understand his complex plays, he will cut them some slack and literally draw the action on the court. We've seen it several times this this season. It's it's really fun for us outside of the court. I don't know how fun it is for the guys there. Funny yeah, enough, it was it was it was uh, Miss Love's uh, best thing when we did it earlier. He was saying that that's the thing that makes him laugh the most when he like tells people in the court where to go. So it's hilarious because uh, somehow it works when it ends up happening. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. It really is fun, funny because the opposition players do not know how to counter that, even though yeah. he says everything out loud on the court. Everybody needs several hundred minutes, maybe more, on the court with Nicola. Yeah to lower that stress level and some guys uh not all of them never get it but when you get over that hump and learn how to read and react off of his moves on the court you're only left with the part of stress connected to the need to actually hit the wide open shot you just get that's why the guys are who are willing to cut drive in Jokic ball system layups and dunks have a lot higher probability of going in than the open threes now from the fun part are you kidding me when you make the right read you will either dunk shoot an uncontested shot or enable another guy to do the same with all basketball nerds and also coaches and scouts noticing how smart you are and that you made the right play in a brilliant system even if it doesn't show on the box score when you make several good offensive plays in a row you can see everybody enjoying being on the court with all of this being said though my assessment of the stress fun ratio or is it fun now fun stress ratio ratio. yeah let's let's stay on the point in a Jokic ball system for an average NBA player is we is uh one by two do I say it right one by two 
so you think it's less more stressful than it it's more stressful than it's fun for the first three or for the first three months next to Jokic and then it it goes to uh two by three two by three next three months and then for the rest of the season and in the next season it drops to one or below one by one or below (laughs) and you know in second and third season it goes well below uh, yeah. two by one yeah two by one so it's yeah. it's much more fun than it is stressful now Jokic had 66 teammates so far in Denver oh yeah man. yeah, yeah. I, I counted it yeah <laughs> it, it, it wasn't an easy task half of them have played for only one season with him or less so my super scientific calculation here gives an average fun stress ratio of one by one so <laughs> on average you get the same amount of fun even, and stress yeah. next That's to that. next to Jokic. Of course, if you're a, a guy like Jamal Murray and you play he, with Nikola yeah. for six years and you know how he how he breeds and, and thinks, I think it's it's like five to one, whatever. But yeah. uh, but until yeah, then agreed. Yeah, yeah. What, what I think I, yeah, I think I agree with you, especially at the beginning, and especially with guys like coming coming in, because the the especially when they know, don't know him, the the weird, like with the raising your hand and grabbing your uh, grabbing grabbing his head when he's un, you know satisfied of for play. I mean, it can be like also condescending, like you you know you come in and you're a professional basketball player and like a guy is treating you like you're you're a dummy of the class that you know that can't do his homework right. Um, which again, sometimes it maybe is applicable, but we don't know it. But it just looks kind of off. And that was one of the one of the things that he, leadership wise, he he still I think he still should be working on. It's just sometimes it's it's like you, you can't control it because you're in that in that element because he's such a savant that he, you know sometimes I'm sure he doesn't understand how someone doesn't understand what he sees as well. And so I, I know that that would be probably a stress part for the teammates of like. Everyone knows that he knows more than everyone, and so you you know like you make a mistake, and you're like, oh, what's he gonna think? Or like, oh, I have to make the shot because he made it look so good. Like those you know cross court like zips that it don't no one even expects. You have somehow get an open shot, and you're like, oh my god, now I gotta make it because otherwise everyone's gonna grow, not just not just Jokic. Um, yeah, so uh, so I agree. Like there's a significant because uh, on the surface it looks, oh my god, it's so much fun to play with them. Every player, old player, goes like, oh, this is like. It would be so much fun to play. Like he's the best, won't be the best type of teammate. And I agree, like what you said, like when he gets, when someone's intelligent from the start, like when Monte showed up first, I think he already, like as soon as he got there, he was already, I think, fitting in. But then sometimes some some guys are just not in, you know, in that on that level and they don't have that comfortability. I mean, just one example of like the similar style stuff is like Ubre in Warriors and Ubre in, in Hornets, just different what was expected and what was what was given to him as his duties like it's very different so i think that's kind of similar like with Jokic, you and i think he also has to be aware of that as well like what you said when some when you know someone's new then he's more lenient but then he demands of certain players more and ray said he reminds him of lebron in that way which i guess yeah to a level i think that's that's the case that i think he's he's less passive aggressive i guess on uh, you know towards his teammates than lebron is he has this genuine like he has an earnest reaction when someone makes a mistake, but after that, like he's good. Like he's not gonna hold that. Next time, he's not gonna think about. I'm not gonna pass to you because last time you made a mistake. He's still gonna do it. It's just that he's trying to like you know. Adam had that list thing when he 
tells PJ where to be, and then PJ learns after a couple of possessions. Then he has an easy dunk. So that kind of stuff. But I'm sure like PJ Dozier had a stress level of a couple of those. You know, first time you talk to him, then the second time, and then the third time when he dunks, then it's like, wow, this is fun as hell. And Gordon, you know, Gordon, basically, I think we can track your formula with like last season when he got here. It was like, super, you know, it was fun, but still like you have to learn some stuff. And then this year you see the chemistry, you're like, this is the best situation ever. So He's having so much fun, man. I, yeah. I, I, I love watching those two play together. It's, it's just, it's just music. It really yeah, is. yeah, I agree. And, um, well, another thing is, um, well, we talked about the other. We talked about the other players, but just for just to wrap, you know, to wrap up on Jokic. Um, well, first of, what do you think? What would do? Do you think you would have fun playing with him? Oh, well, I would have fun for those five minutes be- before my coach threw me out because I was shooting every ball that got to me. So yeah, I'm. I'm not. A, I, I actually am a pass a passer when uh, when I feel like I'm in a smart system. Uh, so let's let's pretend that I'm actually an NBA player, and my <laughs> my playing style would actually fit with him pretty pretty well. He would hate me on defense, so I cannot pretend that I'm an NBA defender as well. So I I would probably be a a, a slower and a less less accurate version of Bryn Forbes. So not great, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would I would I would enjoy I would enjoy him playing in, in yeah. that in that I, I sure. I'm on the same I think on the same level I think I would obviously there would be a sliver of stress but I think just that would be just from also my own like whoever I would play with I would probably have like certain level of stress to to play in general, I mean, when we play at the rack and stuff, there's always that like one thing that like because you know you can never be perfect, so but you always want to be perfect on the court. And with with uh, Jokic playing with him, like I might even take some edge off of him because I'll be probably mad at the other players, like in a similar way because I can in school I could be a condescending <laughs> prick. So, <laughs> uh, so that's. Uh, that, that probably, that's I mean, that's the first step. Admitting it, that's the first step. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Also, well, then yeah. accepting it is like I don't care. Like whatever everyone else thinks, that's the, <laughs> that's the full circle. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I think it'd be fun just because also just the the you know the Yugoslavian school of basketball would be pretty fun to apply. And I, and I think that like he's you can see like his players around him are learning the stuff that that he brings to the table. So I think that's why I think Gordon is having so much fun because he. I don't think anyone ever told him some stuff like before like that. And you like didn't th- look at basketball maybe from that perspective that Jokic maybe showed him or like even the coaches and stuff. So I think that that would be uh, th- that would be another reason why it would be fun just to learn more things. And because sometimes, you know, you don't know what you don't know sometimes. And you're like, he goes, like, hey, you can do this. And like, oh, wow, like that's that's crazy. You, you made so, a great uh, point about him being a part of Yugoslav uh, uh, the school of basketball because he really is the perfect example of that school he is the guy with perfect instincts with perfect uh, um, technique with perfect vision and uh, every everybody there is is taught to to play like that and of course the best ones will will show that we will speak a, a bit later about yeah. the serbian legend that that was jokic before jokic so yeah, yeah i agree uh, uh, so let's let's yeah. rank some other players yeah, let's do that. On this. Yeah. So I have some pretty fun names. Let's start with James Harden. And not James Harden of today that he yeah. has Kevin Durant next to him, but let's pretend it's Houston Rockets, James Harden. So what is the stress and fun level 
with him? What do you think? Oof, uh, man, I, as for fun, I, I don't even know. It would be like a thing because if, if we have our one as our baseline, I guess it's yeah. probably always be one because I don't know. He, he's not going to give you, you're not going to get 20 shots. You might. I, don't, I mean, there, there were players, uh, but I, I think more, I, mean, I don't even know if it's stress or just boring, like watching, watching him maybe like do his thing. And you just sit there and like you know get the shots, and then that would probably correlate with being stressful because you know you can't just sit around the the three point line and wait for a shot all day, and you don't touch the ball for a while, then you expect it to make it because you're going to get so many opportunities. So I think like it would be probably a lot more stressful, and then especially going back on defense, then you gotta for m- most of the years, except like maybe one or two years when he actually tried a little bit harder, then you have to cover cover him on on defense and. Uh, get his mistakes out. I mean, I can't even imagine like this year how it is with with his effort. So I think it's more stressful than fun. Oh, de- definitely. You you get that uh, grenade two seconds before the end of <laughs> the end of a shot clock, and I always call that uh, forced assists because you have yeah. no 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 other option but to shoot the the ball. And if you hit it like thirty percent of time, that's still gets to 12 assists for yeah. hard and this is how he he get that he got that almost triple double season several years ago yeah. okay let's go now to lebron james what do you think oh man i i that, that's it, a tough it, one it's a tough one because it's it might be like the yoke it's like one and one because you have to get in a circle probably to have the most fun but then also like i think he's more on the surface demanding and like you can see is more maybe more frustration in even in maybe inside the locker room more even than on the court it's it's tough it's probably like a balance because i think still like maybe on those miami years i would watch with my friends and like oh man to be that guy in the corner but not just you know not just doing the you know the houston thing just sitting in the corner but actually like he knows how to get you involved and you you basically have a job of just punishing the late defense Usually either means you're going to get a layup or a dunk or, or an open shot. But you also have to, like, be engaged, not just sit there. Because then if you shift an angle, then you have to shift an angle uh, on the court. So I th- I think there's a, there's a still a one-on-one. I think that's he's the most similar to Jokic in that way. Yeah, the only reason I think there is a bit more stress there is because if you're a young guy and he talks nice things about you on the <laughs> pressers, that means you're going to get traded on the deadline for his yeah, party. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, right. Like that's that. I, I forgot about that factor. I was yeah. just thinking about playing. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you, 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 you just you cannot that. forget that part. So, so for yeah, me, yeah. it's it's two to one for in in favor of stress, fair, for sure. Fair. Okay, let's go to yeah. Steph Curry. That should be interesting. Oh, I think it's. I think for him, might be just all fun and just with him. Like I'm not counting Draymond in that pair. Like because Draymond, I think, brings the stress, and yeah. and Curry is like I think is fun. Because he's he like you said screens for him. Then you look at that, you know, the jitterbug sh- shots, like the the shimmying, like he's actually expressing like his emotion. You know, he's glad that other people like are are having fun with him, uh, which is one of those things again, like with Jokic, that we really like that he could do more. Like just because he has that folk, you know, singular focus in the game, like so he doesn't like acknowledge even when he's on fire. So like he doesn't. You know, the call someone makes a shot, like maybe has to be like a really big one to to get to bust through his like exterior, you know, to his like tough exterior. Um, with with Curry's, like he's he's just full of like emotions on his sleeves type. Like he can you can see when he's you know on the other hand you can see what he's pounding, but but you can 
you feel that energy with him when he starts making and then well, you know you saw we saw how it was with clay like clay was breaking his record and like he was feeding the ball and like being happy that that happened so i think it's a lot of fun and like low stress because that was because that's his role again like he's not the he's the main guy but then you have the dream on that brings that accountability more than than probably steph does uh, you know, uh, is what we can see from the outside. Maybe, in, you know, within the locker room, maybe it's a little bit different. But from what we can tell, like, it's a lot of fun. I agree with you that Steph is pure fun. And this is why they're like a 500 team with him and without Draymond. Yeah, maybe, so yeah. you need to have the stress part as well. It's not It's not enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a longer list here, but I don't want to go too longer on this. No, I Let's think we can go. I think we can go. We have some time. Like, I think we can go because we yeah. have a few more things. Yeah, we can okay. stretch it out. Okay, let's go then to Giannis. Oh, uh, again, one of the tough ones. I mean, I think it's fun because I think he's also very supportive. Like, and you can't – I don't think you get mad at him. The stress level there would be coming from the anger of – and even she just doesn't shoot, doesn't take a pull up shot, like one you know a few times in a row. But then again, then he just dies for you on defense, and you know covers your covers your end on there. And like then he actually is like again similar thing with Steph, like he's he has that ferocity. So I think it's it's maybe like one and a half to one fun to stress, like a little bit more fun. Um, I, I I mean for me too, I, I really think he's a, that good of a guy outside of the court that you you want to you know you want to be with him in in battle and i think that's the fun part i i want him in denver so bad man that's that's the perfect superstar <laughs> yeah, next to you just perfect just just like like aaron gordon on steroids it's just yeah perfection yeah. perfection yeah. really <laughs> okay let's now go to joel and bead oh i for me personally i think i would have like one to two fun stress fun stress like I, 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 I don't. I mean, just based on the fact you never know. Like you never know when he's gonna get hurt. I like I don't like watching free throws even when I'm playing. Like I would just hate it. Like I would get embarrassed sometimes the stuff that he gets called. You know, just like sitting there and like, yeah, I gotta like say that yeah, good job, and he, he got the free throws, gonna get the points. But <laughs> you're watching there, I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I guess he got the foul. Like, I guess he hit it maybe. Uh, so that that part, I mean, for just personally, I'm saying, like, uh, you know, from personal perspective, uh, you know, passing off the double uh, was always an issue, losing balls that way. And then because those passes, like, if he's not that great, like, those passes are not Jokic pass. Like, they're not pocket, you know, for shooters in, in the pocket. So, And you I still have – you don't have a lot of time to do yeah. anything else but shoot it, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, because the, the his passes are later by – Probably by second than than Jokic's are because Jokic usually she sees the double team and, and knows processing before. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I think he's like a decent guy to everyone. I think he like goes to battle for his guys. But then again, because but there's that stress of like him just bailing on you <laughs> game seven press conference uh, with with Simmons. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's a, that's what this you know that's the stuff. Like I, I like him. You know, he's he's a great player. But the, those are the things that. For me, similarly, like with LeBron, that I have issues with. Um, that's why my personal preference is like to some other players. But yeah, like you can just bail on you and then like call you out on Instagram or, or then, and then you have the stress. So like he might not show up for that game because of injuries. Like it just before the game, they, they can, you know, he has a sore knee. Um, and you know, eating McDonald's before games and stuff. And then you still want to be in that top tier. Like, and that, 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 again, that also is like personally why I, why I miffed that. Uh, he gets pushed so much for the MVPs and stuff because 
I don't I don't think he's earned it like and you know as much as Jokic has and Jokic isn't getting as much love. So yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And and the weirdest superstar of the NBA we haven't seen him for some time, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. What do you think? Ooh, that's a weird one. I think that's. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know. I mean, didn't didn't look like everyone anyone was having fun. I mean, it was having fun playing with Lowry in Toronto and like Fred Van Fleet, but Kawhi, like I just. I don't know. Maybe I think it's just all business. You come in there, you, you like, maybe that's why it's less stressful, I guess. Like, because you know what to expect from him and he's going to do the thing and you can keep going. Like, there's not much. Maybe he's not going to talk to you, like, and yell at you. So maybe that's less stressful. I don't know. What do you think? Whew. It's it's really strange because it sometimes it looks to me like he's in in a team of his own. Like, there are four guys and then there's him. There's so him, he yeah. just, he just, plays his game, just goes for the isolations, just goes for that mid-range that is really deadly and really effective. And I don't know what the other guys do at those times, really. And and I guess he had some games, even against the Nuggets, in that uh, uh, embarrassment in seven games against the Nuggets. He even Then he, he had some games with like 10 or 12 assists. So it's not like he doesn't ever play good it's just that uh, it's really he's a really strange yeah but that's a, he's a really that, strange guy yeah but don't you think that's like then then it's also like a neutral because like you you're not having maybe not having as much fun but yeah, then also stress wise like he's not gonna do the you know do raising yeah you know, yeah he doesn't like, expect anything from you so yeah, 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 yeah. you're right you're so right that's that's interesting so um yeah what what, what do we have kd is that yeah, let's let, yeah, let's let's do KD. We have a we have a, a for KD. We even have a request here in the chat. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, well, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it's, it's all of those are like you don't know. I think it'll be it'll be good because I think he has he has that like he wants to be a part of a team. Like the fact that he went to Golden State. So I think if you're just hardworking teammate i think he he'll be fun because i know he's one of those maybe like on the Kawhi side of like he doesn't expect anything from you because he's been carrying his teams a lot so he's not gonna yell that much on you maybe like get upset but you you do your job and it's gonna be all cool with him so maybe that's a that's more of like a fun fun way to go and like and then just looking at you know being his team and being like around that greatness maybe it'll be like a fun thing so yeah especially late yeah. in the game when he just takes the ball and and just decides the game that's not very yeah. stressful for the other guys as well so, oh yeah definitely yeah. that too with the i like i like katie i mean i wouldn't mind him playing in denver as well it's, it, it wouldn't be the <laughs> yeah. worst thing for them, though, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah it's, what what was the trade Faku for KD? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's the expectation from from. Yeah, Faku and a filler, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yes. We, we understand how this CBA cash, works. You know, a lot of cash. Gronky <laughs> wins the Super Bowl and just sends it over. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is there anyone left? No, no. I think we covered all the all the main ones. I mean, I don't want to to speak a lot about Dame Lillard. I don't know. What, what you have a lot of stress because you have to cover on him on the for the for him on defense all the time, and he's for still who? going to Dame KD? Lillard. Oh, Lillard. no, no, Dame, Dame Lillard. Yeah. So you you have to wait for his grenades, you know, his his shots from from thirty feet or whatever. I don't know. Here's I, a good here's a good one from Abel in the in the comments. Uh, John Morant. I think that would be crazy fun. Like he's he's insane. Oh yeah. Like, 
that's he's oh, the yeah. he's the new budding superstar. So I think he's like on the Curry level of you want to also like go to because like a Giannis Curry, uh, you know, uh, mixture because he's fun. He will hold you accountable, but I think like he will also have the most utmost uh, confidence in whoever's next to him. And yeah. you see, like how you know, the the whole team just evolved with him, and I think that would be super fun. Like that's a because like I think like especially for some guys, like for, you know, from personal, like I'm not a I'm not an emotive guy on the court. I think he would bring it up, bring it out of a person like me just to get that like you know Desmond Baines talking trash with him and like you know, that kind of stuff like the like the bad boys of like the modern era. So I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Okay, um, so let's let's yeah, now okay. pivot to the to the new segment. I don't know if, if it will be recurring or not. We'll see how it looks like uh, yeah, yeah. after this week. But Jokic media availability, Serbian questions. So yeah, it was it like suggested. The... Yeah, yeah, it's the Kafana Jokic. We don't have the actual graphics for that, Eric. I hope yeah. you're watching this. So <laughs> as suggested by a nice guy that goes by Denver Nuggets fans on Twitter. Uh, I was keying on the Serbian language questions on the media availability for Jokic after every game. And this is what we got this week. Bear in mind that the questions are asked by a journalist who is not a basketball journalist, but he is a guy that covers all the things that might interest Serbia that happens in the States. For so one his questions, yeah, for one television. Actually, it's, it's a radio called uh, Radio Avala, and that's uh, like a, oh, okay. like a Serbian speaking radio based in chicago yes yeah, so that's this is a cool i mean it's a cool segment just uh, to, uh we were suggested that because people don't understand what uh in media availability what he's being asked and sometimes it's very interesting so we might as well take some time and each week if yeah, there's yeah. If we're good questions to like tell you guys what it, what it was yeah we, we'll see if if it will be interesting for you this week yeah, so uh versus milwaukee alexander zhigic the guy i was talking about asked Nicola, I congratulate you on a big win. What is your resume of the game? What did you think about the Serbian fans in the stands and the Serbian folklore at the halftime? And also, please comment on your selection for the All-Star game. And Nicola answered, it was a great game, brother. <laughs> we won every quarter. No, he didn't say brother. <laughs> we won every quarter. We had great percentages from the field. We had a lot of assists. He was literally reading from the box score. And we only had nine turnovers. Nobody can defeat us when we play like like we did tonight. Like that, yeah. It was one of the best games since I got to Denver. And that's that's really nice nice thing to to hear because I don't think we hear that in English. And for the All-Star game, I'm always glad to be there to represent myself, my hometown, my family, and my team. He forgot to answer the part about the Serbian folklore and the Serbian fans in the stands because there is no back and forth on these remote sessions. So the journalists couldn't remind him to answer that part as well. So the, the answer is as generic as the question was. Okay, so versus, versus Minnesota... Alexander Rigic asked, Nikola, you've played great tonight, 21, 16, and 8. It was a blowout l- loss. And he said, you played great, 21, 16, and 8. I'm not sure he even watched the game. It's interesting that the NBA awarded you with the triple-double for the last game. Nikola rolls his eyes. We didn't have the chance to speak about you being voted for the All-Star game even though he asked that. And interestingly enough, the All-Star game is going to be on your birthday. Give me your few words about it 
But more importantly, you have a game tomorrow. Tell me how you're going to prepare for that game. Nicola answered. It's a long question. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like five questions in one. Nicola answered. As for today, Minnesota was better. Give them credit. The guys played really well and outplayed it in outplayed us in every facet of the game. They were more aggressive. They shot better. They had better movement. They out-rebounded us on the offensive end. And and that's that's a big thing, actually. Out-rebounded, out-rebounded on the offensive end, because that's that's an important stuff. About the All-Star game, I've spelt, spent several birthdays there. I don't usually celebrate it. It's a nice place to be for your birthday. Tomorrow we play against Utah. It's a tough opponent. This will be our second or third time to play it against them on the second night of back-to-back. But we'll see. I hope we will be playing better than tonight. And then he didn't play in that game. <laughs> and finally, and finally, versus Pelicans, Alexander Zigic asked, Nikola, I congratulate you on 25 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists, again on the verge of triple-double. How do you view the game that just happened? And I congratulate you on the player of the month honors and tell me how are you going to prepare for an early game versus the Nets? And this was the most interesting answer this week. He said about the game, it was a strange game that looked really slow to me, but they were living in our paint. It was really easy for them to score inside. In some situations, we didn't even contest the shots. And that's mostly on me. And then on the other guys of the team. We had our chances late, but we missed some open shots and they've scored every time. Thanks again for nice words about the player of the month honors. Next game starts early. Yada, yada. We have a training tomorrow. Hope to play better and so on. So, yeah, until Voya or, or me get accredited for these games, we will get these kind of questions. And I'm not shitting on... Alexander Zigic, he's a nice guy. I got to know him on a TV appearance once. But he's not a basketball journalist. We have basketball journalists in Serbia, and for some reason, none of them are accredited. Maybe it's because of the time difference or whatever. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully, because Nikola really gives sometimes really good answers if he gets a proper question in Serbian, like we saw in that interview for the New Year's we spoke a month ago, a month ago about. Yeah. Yeah, so, interesting. I mean, it's always interesting with him, like even in English, then he when he takes accountability, that's the best thing. Because like he says, from him, starting from yeah, him, then the rest. And then including the, the missing shots at the end, that wasn't, I don't think that was a diss towards anyone else too, because he missed like, he missed shots at the end too. Like um, he had like, I mean, well, shots, I mean, he had three overall, but he had one that was in the time when, you know, when the stuff was, uh, was the, the game was like breaking, so. Um, I, it's always good. I mean, I saw that he was, um, for the, for Harrison that he said, you know, to Harrison that he, the energy, you know, asked about what energy was on the court. He's like at first for me, like it wasn't there. So basically wasn't present. So it's, it's, I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't, I don't give it any creed. Like it's, this is how the season is. And I, it's first game after a road trip too. So usually. Gets yeah. A, it, it is kind of like a, like an end of road trip. So yeah. yeah. Let, let's hope it, it will get better. Cool. Yeah, let's finish up with let's finish up with the like Serbian fun fact of the week. Uh, we had uh, Vlade Divac. His birthday was uh, two 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 days ago, right? That's what. We- yeah, it was his fifty fourth birthday, and because he is the first big basketball name from Serbia to play in the NBA, I think we should take, uh, talk about him for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So Vlade uh, started 
playing uh, let's let's say uh, uh, high level basketball in Partizan Belgrade in I, I think it was in '85 yeah. something like By that. By the way, this is a fun fact. I don't know if people realize uh, Aaron Gordon's older brother played for this team in Serbia. Um, we came from San Diego. State. Oh, that's right. Um, that's so, right. Yeah, Eric Gordon. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it Eric? Uh, no, that's not Eric. It's. Oh. Uh, for, no, it's uh, fine. Drew, we'll look Drew it up. Gordon. Drew Gordon. Drew Gordon. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, Vlade, with the national team of Yugoslavia, has won two FIBA, FIBA World Cup gold medals, two Olympic silver medals, and three Eurobasket gold medals. We see him, him here at the beginning of his career next to Dražen Petrovic. And now we see him here next to <laughs> screaming Charles Barkley in Atlanta <laughs> in 96. Uh, he played for eight seasons for the Lakers. Fucking Lakers. Where he was a starter <laughs> in the finals in 1991 in his sophomore year. He averaged 18 points and 9 rebounds next to Magic Johnson. They've lost to Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls for Chicago's first championship. Then yeah. he plays play, played for two seasons for the old Charlotte Hornets next to Glenn Rice. Yeah, that was the famous that's they, the famous they, trade, yeah. Yeah, trade for actually that was a trade that allowed both Kobe Bryant and Shaq O'Neal to come to the Lakers yeah, because yeah. they needed to get off Divac's money <laughs> and also to to trade Divac for Kobe, who was like an 18-year-old back then. So uh, after that, he played for five seasons for the Sacramento Kings, the only good seasons in the history of Sacramento part of that <laughs> yeah, franchise. That's fair. He went to the Western Conference Finals in 2002 when Sacramento was eliminated by the Effin Lakers in seven games with a lot of help from the referees. His yeah, number, admittedly, help from like it was a Donahue. It was that yeah. scandals and stuff. So yeah, yeah. His, his number twenty. His number twenty-one is retired in Sacramento because he's a legend over there. Yeah. He was an all-star in two thousand and one. After many years of waiting to get a chance in the era of David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal in the West, and Patrick Ewing and Dikembe Mutombo in the East. He is one of only five players in NBA history to hit 13,000 points, 9,000 rebounds, 3,500 assists, and 1,500 blocks. The other four guys, Karim Abdul-Jabbar, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and Pogasol. Man, Pogasol is so underrated. He had such a great career. Yeah. Vlade is the first player born and trained outside of the U.S. to play in at least 1,000 games in the NBA. And he was elected to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in 2019. Yeah, and a lot of, I mean, that was a lot of talk around when, when he got selected of like he shouldn't have been all that, na- you know, national selecting. And it's it's one of those annoying things about uh, and just NBA fans, and that's like another thing is like annoying thing about like America with that condescending towards the other to the other side of the world, like in in a lot of aspects. And this is one of them was like nothing else except NBA matters, uh, because I mean it's an Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not NBA Basketball Hall of Fame. And he had, I mean, with uh, well, with the NBA, he had a good career there. But then outside of it, they were really. Like in you know international competitions, they were good, really good, and so I think that that was also like a stupid conversation because you know Shaq was making fun of him all the time for flopping, um, you know on TV. So like he's you know 
kind of like he's not a Shaq to the full guy, but like they talk about him in that sense. Like, you know, when you say like Vlade and like it's a, it's like a bad thing, it's which is idiotic. Like he's one of the best players that comes that comes out of Europe. And he was just he was like the, the beginning uh, of the, you know, the Jokic type of players that come from home. Like he was all around. He just had game wasn't at that level of, of freedom, I guess, and, and, you know, spacing to fully uh, fully use that. Also, he played with Chris Webber, who was also a passer, so they kind of split those up. It wasn't like a heliocentric center, but just like a, a there. So, I mean, it was – and those uh, those teams back, back home were just insane, the Sacramento teams. Uh, I mean, popular-wise, like there was – that was the first, like there were the Nuggets before the night. Yeah, the, Nuggets before, before the, the Nuggets stuff. for sure. Yeah, cool. Sure. All right, we hit the hour. Um, let's uh, let's say hi to everyone. Uh, thank you for watching. Follow oh, we, we had one. Sorry, we had one. Yeah. I just remember we had one uh, super chat we need to hit on because it's a super chat. Please do it next time in English, not in Serbian, because this is the English Serbian show. But this basically says... It says, like, say hi to everyone. Let's get help yeah. from the motherland. <laughs> help from the motherland, helping helping our guys, our DNVR guys, get to Serbia this yeah. summer. And it looks like it, it's really happening very yep. soon. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so thanks. You know, follow everywhere. DNVR Nuggets on, on all the platforms. DNVR, uh, we're on Twitter, too. See our stuff. Uh, you can see us also in Serbian for Serbian fans and on Nagit Serbia channel. So cool. Yeah. Miro, you can sign us off, I guess. Idemo Nagitsi. Idemo Nagitsi.